0: Welcome to this episode of the NUPI podcast, The World Stage, a global politics podcast. My name is Karsten Fries, and I'll be your host today. We are living in dramatic times. Europe is at war. It's devastating pictures we're watching every day. Refugees destroyed buildings, uh, war fighting happening more or less on our doorstep. This is also not only about territory and physical damage, it's also about value systems, about democracy versus autocracy. NATO is not directly involved in this uh, conflict, but they are preparing uh, to protect the borders of the NATO countries being close to Ukraine, and the whole NATO is, is preparing and looking at this situation. Today, we have two very central persons from NATO and the Norwegian Defence, who will answer some questions with uh, for us. It's General uh, Jörg Vollmer, who is the commander of the uh, Allied Joint Force Command in Brunsum, And we have General Ingv Odlo, who is the commander of the Norwegian Joint Headquarters. We are very pleased to have you both here, gentlemen. So, General Vollmer, how would you characterize the Russian warfare uh, against Ukraine, and and what are the
1: implications for European security, in in your view? Yeah, it's an unprovoked and unjustified invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Nothing we have seen so far before. And uh, the kind of warfare we are seeing uh, conducted by the Russians is brutal, it's shelling cities, it's destroying infrastructure, it's killing civilians, forcing millions of people to flee their country. So we have to take it very serious. Uh, and uh, I really i am um, I'm very impressed by the courageous fight uh, by the Ukrainian forces and by the will to fight for freedom of the Ukrainians. We as the Alliance, we have the responsibility to defend alliance territory. And what we saw during the last weeks, when the war started, and we prepared it already uh, before, was that that all 30 NATO nations stood close together and still stand close together. And we have never been so close with the European Union. And what did we do? We reinforced our forces at the eastern flank. So the already established Enhanced Forward Presence Battle Group in Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania and Poland, they all were reinforced by the nations who are responsible for these battle groups. We got additional forces to be deployed from our partners from the United States, but a lot of European partners as well. We stood up new battle groups in the southeastern part of Europe, in Romania, Bulgaria, Slovakia, Hungary, so, we are acting in a very proper way. And in a very short time, Sakur, as the Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, he got forces under his command, because normally all the forces belong to the nations. That's t- b- very important. He got forces under his command 40,000 land forces. Now you have 130 airplanes, 200 ships, which are shielding and defending, if necessary, native territory. That is what we've done immediately. And now we are already in the process, how do we develop our defense uh, for the future? So we have to react on the war, which is acting now, and we already have to look ahead into the future, uh, what is necessary to build up a credible defense if anything like this would happen again and would cause or pose a threat on NATO territory. Thank you. Now, General Odlo, from a Norwegian point
0: of view, I'm s- I s- sure you, you've subscribed to the, to the description of the, of the gravity of the situation, um, but what are the Norwegian responses?
2: I think what, is what we see today in Ukraine, uh, first of all, it's important to say that NATO is not a part of that conflict, uh, but it's a neighboring country. And of course, for Norway, being a neighbor state to, uh, to Russia. That means that we have a neighbor who is uh, both able but also willing to use military force to occupy a uh, sovereign state. That's a dramatic change. That will s- change the security uh, architecture for Europe and also the Norwegian approach totally. I don't have the answer w- 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 that the, the consequences, but I'm quite sure that we have to uh, readjust our security policy in a totally different way and also be able to defend our territory uh, not only by Norwegian forces, but I uh, also foresee that we will be more and more integrated with allies and NATO as a whole. And uh, NATO needs to take a, a different position in the in the daily business. As we see today, we have the brilliant jump and a co-response. That is not only an exercise. It's also a a tool to, uh, to develop our ability to defend Norway together with our allies. And that's important. It was important. And today we see also that the, the importance of that for Norwegian security policy.
0: Volmer, uh, well, you, you already talked a little bit about, about uh, what NATO already done, but maybe you can still uh, say a little bit more about what you think the future should be for NATO. Because one thing is the immediate responses now uh, and activating of the defense plans. But but what is, what's the future role of NATO in, in Europe, to put it a little bit large? What is this new situation... Because it is a new, very new situation we're in, isn't it? What does it mean for NATO?
1: I think what we saw on, on, on 24th of February uh, was a turning point in history. Like we saw it on uh, 9th of November 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall uh, in 2001 with 9-11. So this is a turning point. We missed one turning point. Uh, We reacted, but not strong enough, I would say. And this was 2014, the illegal annexation of Crimea and the war which was started in Donbass. So NATO reacted, not to be misunderstood. So the decisions uh, which were made by our heads of uh, state and government in 2014 in Wales and later in Warsaw in 2016, this really assured our partners, uh, alliance members uh, in the Uh, at the eastern flank, so Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, that we are there for their security. So this was the assurance. A lot of uh, uh, exercises took place in 2016. We decided about the EFP battle groups. Uh, So everything was implemented, and I think this was a very strong signal. But now we have to go one step ahead. Uh, We have ended the mission in Afghanistan And I think this is now the event we see with the war in Ukraine. It really tells us we have a paradigm shift from wars of choices to a war of necessity. Or better to say for defense for necessity or necessity for defense. Because uh, every mission we took in Afghanistan, the training of Peshmerga in, uh, in the autonomous region of Iraq, a NATO training mission, Mali... Each of these missions was politically decided. Then the um, the military got a task, and the military then made a proposal what kind of forces are needed. And then we came together and generated these forces. Nations were asked who wants, who will take responsibility, and what nations will provide forces to that. So we always had time. Every six months we looked in this process. What we see now is we need to be better prepared for a defense, which we need the forces already in peacetime, assigned to the region, to the region where we are, and uh, being able then to mobilize these forces when it is necessary. So no longer a question about who wants to provide something, but to decide already in peacetime who needs to provide forces with. I think this is the major difference uh, we are now looking at. And this doesn't mean, by no means, that we now will push all our f- defense forces up to, to our borders. We need to understand what is necessary in the first days. That needs to be pre-stationed, be it on a rotational basis or permanent, that needs to be decided. And then we need to have th- what we call in the uh, military terms, uh, the second responders, those, n- those nations who have the capabilities, no, who have the forces ready, then to deploy uh, where it is necessary. The big difference is, forces are assigned in peacetime already, they know the terrain, they know the command structure, and they exactly have pre plans uh, it m- could be plan A, B or C, wherever the crisis uh, will start, or the next war will be uh, started, but the forces are ready to conduct this uh, mission, and that is really something different from our force generation process which we conducted in these wars of choices. So it's it's l-
0: kind of go back to the way it used to be during the Cold War, isn't it? What you're describing, at least in the in the
1: in the in the ref ref terminology. Yeah, yeah. With, with only one exception, and uh, this is so important for me uh, because we have to explain, of course, to our um, populations, uh, to to uh, to the political decision makers, to our taxpayers, uh, that we are not talking about what uh, the elder people of us still have in their mind, this famous uh, PowerPoint slide with uh, several cores all lined up at the inner German border. This is not what we are looking for. We are looking for a, a credible first responder These are the home defense forces of the countries I mentioned already, in Norway, of course, also, as well as in the Baltic States, Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria. So these forces. But they need already to have certain capabilities which they don't have, uh, which other countries have to provide. So this is the first line then, and this is a very reliable line, not to be misunderstood. But then you have those countries, uh, the neighboring countries, who have their forces assigned to this area, and that is very similar to the old model. But it's not that everybody is already in place uh, at the first hour. That was until 1989. This is now different, and, and that needs to be understood. Exactly. Uh, General Odlo, you are head of the National Operational Headquarters, and,
0: and you have the eyes and airs on the north. Has the situation, the war in Ukraine, had an impact uh, in activity in the north? Has it been high war Russian activity or whatever you can share, which is unclassified, of course? Um, What's your general take on the potential spillover towards our areas?
2: There is always a potential, but uh, as we see uh, today... Uh, and what we have seen that the, the last year uh, russia has some quite uh, huge military activity in the high north they have interest to protect and they are doing that and we've seen that with uh, both on the uh, on the naval part but also on the, on the air uh, defending their interests what we see today is quite normal they are there is first of all there is uh, we don't see any military threat uh, to norway uh, in the high north as of today uh, what they do is quite normal military activity. They have the exercise, training, uh, they are increasing uh, sort of readiness, uh, and they are capable of defending their uh, interests. But I quite see that they don't see any threat from Norway or from NATO in the high note as of today. Uh, what we see now during uh, the the startup of the call response they have eyes and ears, they are uh, looking at, observing the ex- uh, the exercise, uh, we do the same, so that's quite normal but and they do it uh,
0: from the outside, not, not as invited observers, because they didn't want to come isn't that yeah. correct?
2: but again, I think we need to respect that, yeah. they have the invitation we are open, transparent, we are communicating uh, they have all the information about the exercise which they need, I'm communicated that myself to the commander of the North Fleet and also to Moscow. So they are aware of this exercise, and this is defensive, long plan, uh, tr- exercising the Alliance's uh, ability to defend Norway, no offensive char- character. Uh, their decision not to take part in uh, or to observe the uh, exercise, that's a Russian de- uh, decision, so I leave it with that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, General, Vollmann, the, the last question. Let's stay to the regions. You talked about that, and 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 uh, another part of this, this northern Europe is, of course, the Baltic Sea, which is um, dense. Let's use that word, uh, uh, you know, especially with the Kaliningrad enclave there in the middle and uh, lots of military activity. Is that is that the same picture you would describe there as 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 General Odo described in the north, or is
1: it a bit more high tension in your in your reading in that part of Europe? We have to understand that uh, geography matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the most famous pictures uh, in, in, in my office is a large photograph, which was given to me by the Swedish uh, chief of defense, uh, with no borders. But it uh, shows uh, beautifully uh, the, uh, the terrain of uh, Norway, Finland, Sweden, and the Baltic Sea. The Baltic Sea region can't be defended without Norway and with, uh, depending on the political decision, Finland and Sweden. But it belongs together. Geography can't be divided. Uh, If you look at the Baltic Sea and its neighboring countries, clockwise, it's Sweden, Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Germany, Denmark, and if you look at the Skagerrak, then it also includes uh, Norway. So this belongs together. So you can't defend without taking all the threat perceptions of all the nations uh, into consideration. So we have to share, and I think we share, the same understanding of the threat, different from country to country to a certain degree, of course, uh, because according to their geography, where their borders are. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, we will not be able to defend, if we don't look at it with this approach, this geography You can't just divide and uh, to draw lines in it and exclude one country or another one. This belongs together. And that's what we're doing in, in, in proper military assessment, in understanding to develop a, a coherent plan uh, to allow us then t- uh, to, uh, to tackle the security of all of us, of all of the countries in this region. I think this is so important. And again, that is different from our thinking a few years ago when we were so much focused on Afghanistan and others. So our regional responsibility uh, has to be taken very, very serious. And I think with the war which was started uh, or the invasion of Russia in Ukraine really gave us back this sensitivity. And uh, it is not about uh, who gets more forces on its terrain. It's all together and we can only solve it together. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, General Volman
0: and General Odlo, for sharing this, your thoughts and reflections with our listeners. So, and good luck with the
1: exercise. Call cool response. You. Thank yeah. you very much indeed.